guys. This is Jill and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Kings podcast. So I'm assuming you all heard the news that De'Aaron Fox is all new. Something was kind of going on and uh, it's been confirmed um, that he is playing through a bone bruise in his foot that he suffered in Orlando. I know Orlando might surprise a lot of people because he has had some strong performances since then. But uh, the last two weeks, I think you can see it's been pretty apparent um, that he's been playing through something. He just hasn't right looked like himself. And that usually means something else is going on. Uh, we know also know that he's been um, down with the bug. And if you listen to my podcast, you know, I've been uh, on and off with it for the last month. But he said that he's finally able to essentially breathe without hurting in his chest. So, you know, just to shed some light on that. And then when it comes to bone bruises, unfortunately, that's just not something that usually heals pretty quickly. It it lingers. We, we've seen players go out with bone bruises in their knees and things like that and, and, and be out for a while. And so, you know, um, I appreciate Fox playing through it. I know he's now listed as questionable and maybe... The, the team's just going to, you know, let him sit a couple days and and um, mentally just tr- just try and help him get there. But I have to say, I'm pretty sick of people uh, sending me comments on Twitter about, you know, that he's a loser and has a loser mentality and doesn't care. That could not be farther from the truth. It's one thing to criticize the guy's play, even through injury, because he's playing right like you're it's going to be talked about. But to go after guys' character like that, I mean, I just, if you're one of those doing it, like, please just stop. I mean, go go tell it to somebody else because I, I don't agree with you and I don't want to see it. And so um, let alone during a time when we're, we're having our best start in 20 years, we are 23 games into a season of a new roster, a new coaching staff who seemingly they all love each other. And this is what fans want to talk about. Not not what the Kings are actually doing the first 23 games. It's no, let's go attack our star player who's literally trying to play through injury because he wants to win and go to the playoffs that bad. Like, I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, we don't always have to look for something. Again, talk about the play all you want, but nix the character stuff. Like, just... Like, stop. So I'm I'm asking nicely, please um, stop. Now, the big question is, is if you do sit Fox and try and rest him for a little bit, can Davion step up? We've seen him do it before. Um, we've seen Monk step up so far this season. We need Herder to kind of get out of his slump. Um, I appreciate him going to the basket and doing more things that way. Uh, with the outside shot falling. So, I mean, I, I do like that he's finding other ways to contribute. We're seeing Keegan kind of come out of his, you know, his kind of first rookie uh, wall and slump, which is great to see. We're seeing Barnes um, be a little bit more aggressive. We're seeing Sabonis be more aggressive. So I do think that there's room there for them to do it. But you also have to realize who they're going against during this road trip too. And, you know, I'm already envisioning the comments of, 
oh my God, he's hurt and he's sitting and look what's happened. You know, that. so, I mean, just perspective wise, can, can we try and keep it in perspective? I mean, the Kings are 13 and 10. I, you know, I've seen some comments of people saying, oh, well, they've lost, you know, the last four of seven. So they lost three, one, two, lost one. Okay. Three of those four losses came from three teams that are going to be in the conference finals. We have the Suns, who are number one in the West. And then we had Boston and Milwaukee, the top two teams in the East. So don't like, again, well, I will say, what are we doing here? The three losses are to three of the best teams in the NBA. And the Kings actually gave them hell for the most part. Like, normally we would be going into those and saying that's an automatic blowout. But these guys are showing up every night and playing seemingly sustainable basketball, right? So to me, I'm excited still about that. We've seen the defense improved. Um, We've seen the offense still where it needs to be. The Kings are seventh right now, seventh in the NBA and net rating. The only teams that are above them right now, Boston, New Orleans, Cleveland, Phoenix, Milwaukee, and Dallas. That's it. They are ahead of Memphis, Utah, Toronto, Philadelphia, Denver, Brooklyn, Warriors, Minnesota, New York, Portland, Atlanta, the Lakers, the Bulls, the Clippers, all these teams, right, that that want to be in the playoffs. The Kings are ahead of them right now in a grueling schedule. So again, can, can we focus on some positive things that this, this group is doing? And especially I want to do that based on this hard road trip. Like, this is not going to be easy. It was like six games and 10 nights. <laughs> they're going to be traveling. They're they're playing hard opponents. If you listened to, to last podcast, then you heard me say that as of last week, the t- uh, the Kings had actually had the fourth hardest schedule so far. And, you know, I've seen some vary where it's they, depending on which list you're looking at. Some people have said it's been even worse, but that they've played the fifth hardest grouping of, of defenders and eighth hardest against offense. And again, the Kings are seventh in net rating. That means based on their offensive rating and defensive rating, they are a positive. They are positive 3.1. You know, there's things to be excited about. And what's wild to me is their defensive rating is at 112 and they jump back to 22. I know they were they were in the teens, you know, or or close like at 18. I think, you know, last week um, giving up 126 probably dropped them against the the Bucks, probably dropped them back a little bit. But in previous seasons, they're looking at, you know, 116 to 118. They're at 112 right now. That is a even in just those numbers, that is a huge leap. So, and I only see them getting better. And that's just as the season goes. When you're still looking at the last 10 games, the Kings are eighth in defensive rating and they're at 111. So again, their their season average is 112. Right now they're at 111 at eight. So that just shows you how close, um, you know, one game essentially can, can catapult you or drop you. Um, pretty significantly. So, and again, they're they're within one point of of being eleventh right now. They're they're one twelve point eight, and 
Dallas is 111.2 at 15 Minnesota Timberwolves 111.7 so okay so they're they're one one point from being 15th which you know I love to say just be average and then you know just under two points of being a top 10 defense so again we're trending in the right direction and as the season goes that's what you want, right? It's it's the longevity. Is it sustainable? Um, you know, trend again, trend in the right way. They're they're staying, you know, pretty neutral on the offensive end. Right now, they're at fourth still. So again, that's good. Um, we're seeing positives there. But you know, one thing I do want to shout out is I know we've been giving Mike Brown a lot of love on you know the offense and talking about the Warriors and things like that. I do want to give a shout out to Jay Triano, where he's had a huge, um, I think, huge impact on this offense as as well. He's another guy, if you listen to my coaching podcast, then you would have seen that with his time with um, it, with Portland, he was a uh, top 10 defense in three of the four seasons he was there. And the only time he was outside of the top 10 in that, you know, was that first season and he was 16th. So it wasn't like that they were, they were, you know, crazy outside. One really cool thing too um, is I know James Ham mentioned this on his podcast on the Kings beat was that he was saying that Malik Monk had said that if he had not had Jay Triano in um, Charlotte with them, that he still wouldn't be in the league right now, that he was huge for him as a young player. Uh, James Brego also said he was highly responsible for their high-scoring attacking offense um, with the Hornets, and they were eighth last season in the league. So again, again, you're you know, it's the collective group of of those guys on the bench are are just killing it right now. They're doing a great job. Um, I know that clips going around that the Kings put out about the rebounding stat and it was um, in their run episode and it was Jay uh, talking with the mannequin where they called him Manny. And it was about how this mannequin, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. This mannequin uh, was standing in the middle of the key, right? And in this simulation that the mannequin, right? Hands up, did not have to move, did not have to do anything. Standing in this spot, got 10 rebounds. And so he's saying our players have heart and they have brains way more than Manny, right? <laughs> Manny is just standing there that they can be better. They can get their rebounds. And I know Will Z pulled up the stat based on when that um, video took place to now, how the Kings have jumped. So again, it's just showing that what these coaches are saying the players are listening. They're taking it in. They're making the changes um, on the court. And again, that's a huge part. And again, all you can ask for. Another cool thing was that uh, during the the pandemic, Jay had um, got with a bunch of coaches from a bunch of different sports, and he did this training. Um, and you can watch it on YouTube. And it's called Basketball. It's the Basketball Immersion Podcast. And he did a training on incorporating analytics into your offense. So um, he ended up getting with uh, Ben Falk, who um, is one of the creators of Cleaning the Glass. And, you know, I love that site. 
but they got together and they were trying to figure out new ways that you could incorporate analytics into the offense. And again, you saw that implemented with the Hornets last season who finished eighth in offense. So again, I just want to make sure I gave him his kudos to what he's doing here that it's not again, like, you know, Mike is in the, in the forefront, but he brought on a great staff and these guys are they're you know, they're firing from all cylinders. And it's one of those things where I keep saying we're 23 games in and it looks sustainable, you know, outside of something crazy happening, we know again, injuries and all that stuff can, can happen and change things. But when everyone's healthy and everyone's doing what they're supposed to do, this looks sustainable. Now we have, again, if Fox sits, you know, if we see this stuff, we're going to see, right, what what the rest of this team is made of. And, you know, because injuries are going to happen, right? It's if you pay attention to any, you know, any other team in the league, it it's almost unrealistic for a player or I would say not unrealistic, but it's shocking if a player ends up playing a full season and is not you know, fighting for something at some point. It's it's extremely hard to find a guard in this league, especially the ones that play, you know, Fox, Morant, Curry, Beal, Halliburton, LeBron, Anthony, Andrew Wiggins, Embiid, Harden, Maxi. trying to think who else in these, Jimmy Butler, Pretty much the majority of the the Miami Heat team has been in and out of the lineup. You're seeing the Clippers. It's it's just very rare. You could name anyone on the Warriors, anyone in Minnesota, um, New Orleans. Like everyone is missing games. Like it's it's extremely rare to find. This is one of the things we always talked about, Buddy, and how crazy it was that Buddy was available every game because it's just rare. Um, and if you play fantasy basketball, I'm sure you see it all the time. I know half of my roster is currently out with something. And teams are also being, you know, kind of secretive, too. Like, they're trying to give themselves an advantage, you know? And that's that's just kind of the way it is, too, where you're not finding out guys are active until, you know, 20, 30 minutes before game times. And so it's just one of those things right now between injuries and illnesses and COVID and everything else that. It's just rare you're seeing full teams. And so the Kings have been one of the luckier groups where they haven't really had to deal with many injuries. Um, they've had Fox sit out and they've had um, Keegan sit out. And then we've seen Davis a couple times, Lyles. But when it comes to like their star star, um, Fox is really the only one. So if he does end up, you know, if they end up kind of sitting him to rest him a little bit. Um, which again, fine. Um, can these other guys step up, right? Seemingly we think they can, but I still want to see it um, before I go out making any kind of um, grand proclamations about it. But based on what we've seen so far, it seems like the next man up mentality. Um, they all believe it. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that that's the case and that's the best. If you missed it, Fox is currently questionable for tomorrow. Uh, Davis is questionable for tomorrow. And then on the Cavalier side, Donovan Mitchell's uh, questionable. And then Love and Wade are out. And so you might see something where if Donovan's sitting, you might see the Kings counter 
and sit fox. And if that happens, I totally understand um, why they would do it, why they would do that. Just a quick last thoughts about it. You know, and I do wonder, um, you know, people want to talk about Fox's numbers and all that. Like I said, we can talk about his his play. Um, but I have to wonder, too, because the times he is driving, right, he's still not getting the call. So we want him to be more aggressive. And, you know, when he is aggressive, he's not getting the foul calls. I mean, it took Harrison Barnes throwing his arms up and yelling at the refs yesterday for them to even call a foul on him, you know, but Giannis can be a bowling ball and knock four players over and it's an automatic whistle. So it's just frustrating that you want to see him, um, you know, go to the paint and, and be aggressive, but he's getting beat up at the same time and getting hurt and he's not getting the foul calls. And then in turn, he's not getting, you know, the lift in his shots. And I think it's because of his foot. If, if his foot is hurting, you know, when when you're putting pressure on it and you're trying to get that lift up, we're seeing a lot of arm, you know, Fox, and that's never been efficient. It's when he gets his legs and the rest of his body into it. And unfortunately, with this injury, at least in the last, you know, week or so, we've seen the efficiency go down. And a lot of things being short-armed. And I do think that is legitimately because of his foot. And so it's just frustrating that, you know, it's hard to have that efficiency on the outside if you can't get that. But then when you do take it in, if you're not getting the foul calls, I think he's had like four attempts, um, which is just ridiculous for, I mean, every time the guy goes in, he's fast, but he's getting, we've seen him get hit in the head. We've seen the scratches on his arms. Like, I mean, it's, it's wild, legitimately what they're not calling. And so, um, you know, that's just a whole other frustrating part of the game. And I, I do think people wouldn't have as much of an issue with his numbers if he was getting fouled because the way he's shooting his free throws right now. He's making them. So, you know, you could have six to eight more points um, added to his final total. So, it, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, I'll get off my soapbox now because um, I'm sure some of you uh, are probably thinking that. But as always, I try and say I try to bring outside perspectives and, you know, I try and be level headed, more positive than than others. You know, if anyone feels any different, perfectly fine. As I always say, you do you. Um, but this is just kind of what I'm rolling with and how I operate. And um, yeah, so uh, I, I'm I'm hoping the Kings are going to uh, come out firing tomorrow. As always, thanks for listening. Go Kings. Go Kings.